Holy shit, see our faces. I see my mouse cursor. There it is. What yes. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's ATA, baby. It's ATA, baby. <laughs> this is it. It's a it's a painful process. It really is. Tis, tis, tis. Hey, we're we're trying our best to bring our faces to the YouTubes. Um technically here. Both technically here. We'll figure it yep. out more seamless shit but uh thanks for just being with us for the ride you know you're just exactly just here with us thanks uh, for watching yeah. us make fools of ourselves and you know still sticking with us we, we love you indeed so uh yeah let's just start this like we normally would well welcome so first thank you yeah yeah thank you for uh for bearing through it first time on video this was the launch as you can see a little bit of uh technical glitches to work out no, no, but first now try this, this is the first try we got it first take yeah you're right we didn't do this three times already <laughs> so welcome to after the act the podcast where we talk about movies and shows that we really like we are your hosts i am alex aka the man with many names and randissimo magnifico there we go and we'll be running down our top five, in no specific order, quarantine movies of 2020. The movies that kept us sane in an insane year. It's true. Criteria were different, but hey, we're going to share our thoughts with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, we'll just get into it. We'll just get into it. If you guys are in there for the first one, you already know the preview of our first movies we're going to talk about. Most of you weren't here already, so doesn't matter. My one of my options for my five movies I selected for the quarantine movies that kept me sane in 2020 is Palm Springs. Palm Springs starring Andy Samberg and the mother and how I met your mother. I should really look up her name at some point. Um, but it's a comedy time loop movie. So it utilizes those time loop movie plot devices. It's a uh, in a comedy genre. And it does it in a very smart way. And they have their own little time loop lore and mechanics and physics that they work out. Um, it definitely has this whole theme of self-reflection as a lot of these time loop movies are inherently, uh, that's their inherent purpose at least. And it ran in parallel pretty well with real life. We were stuck in the same place over and over. It felt like a living time loop. And we were probably all stuck with the task of self-reflecting. Um, so that's what this movie really honed in on. And I, I love the way it, it wraps up its, its time loop plot. I like how the characters they introduce develop uh, despite being in an infinite loop of time. And they do a lot of smart things. It's on Hulu currently. Definitely recommend Palm Springs. I like it. I will say this. Um... I'm pretty sure we've all felt like we've been on that hamster wheel this this year. It's been it's been one hell of a ride, and most of the time not in a good way. Uh, but I actually I actually haven't seen that film, and I actually really want to check it out now because uh, I know it had Andy Samberg in it, but I've I've never gotten a chance to actually watch it the whole way through. And I love time warp movies. Uh, some of my favorites: uh, Avengers Endgame. They deal with time travel, Groundhog's Day, um, and also Happy Death Day. So those are some of my favorites. So anything dealing with that subject matter, I can always kind of hop on. Sure. Obviously, time travel, et cetera, is always kind of tricky. 
to do because there's just so many inherent plot holes with it. Um, but yeah, well, thanks for that, man. I'm, I'm going to be checking out that one myself. For sure, for sure. Now, so uh, so for, for my first one, uh, this one was a little bit of a deviation from the, the subject matter yours deals with. But nonetheless, I absolutely love the movie Creed. I'm sure you guys saw this or heard about my my review on the the little demo we just did but uh to keep it short Creed is just one of those feel good movies the Rocky franchise in general is one of those feel good movies where you can kind of tackle anything uh and even though it may be tough at first with a little bit of determination and perseverance you're able to overcome them uh which was something I was able to apply to my entire uh life during 2020 also just helped me get through each day little by little um never really found the time to work out as hard as I wanted before that. Um, and like many people during COVID, just having to stay in my house and, and kind of reflect on stuff gave me time to figure out what's important in my life uh, and to stay, you know, physically active. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this movie just really, uh, just really kind of pushed me and motivated me to keep doing stuff, not even just working out, but above and beyond that. It's probably my third time watching it during quarantine. So uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, Ryan Coogler, an incredible director, and you just can't get over the fact that Michael B. Jordan is just some beautiful eye candy. So go ahead and check it out. Big facts. Yeah. Great movie. It plays in the Rocky world really well. I, I want to create three. Um, I hope they get to that. But anything in Michael B. Jordan at this point, you know, I'm already in love with it. You're going to direct number four. So don't worry about it. That's true. I'm going to direct Black Panther four and Creed four. That's that's my plan. Uh, they don't know that yet, but they will. They will. Um, Creed, great choice for a quarantine 2020 movie. Um, all right, changing up the genre on my end as well is a movie that I think came out actually not in 2020. I think this one came out in maybe 2019. I'll have to double check that. But a movie that I found that was really fun summer, just background kind of B movie thriller, Crawl. Crawl. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't see it before 2020, but I finally watched it, and it's it's fun. It's a fun movie. Um, it kind of, you know it has, you know, it's a better written film than something like Deep Blue Sea or, you know, The Meg. But hey, don't is, shit on Deep Blue Sea. Love that fucking movie. I love. Hey, hey. If this is like, uh, all time favorite, this is keep me sane movie. It's I think Deep Blue Sea. That's a it'd be a, it'd be a runner. But Crawl is it's this nice kind of isolated. Hey, there's a hurricane. The basement is flooded. Me and my dad are stuck in here with alligators. Like that's that is the movie. They're in a basement so with alligators. It's yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's what I understand is a good representation of Florida, just being no. surrounded by alligators. Um, and that's the entire movie. They just try to get out of that situation. Different things happen. The alligators ramp up the already shitty situation they're in. Already being in a hurricane, surrounded by death but it's fun it's a fun b flick movie you just want some popcorn flick kind of movies which i love like that's what summer usually is for movies it's popcorn flicks just enjoy some thrillers some big blockbusters this isn't a big blockbuster but it's definitely good uh this background okay that person dies in a fucked up way that person survives or did they i don't know it's fun it's a fun background movie i think i rented it on amazon uh, but check it out, crawl if you like people trying to survive deadly animals in a in a Florida region. Crawl is for you, and it was for me in 2020. 
you know, honestly, I was not expecting that at all. And uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so we got, so we got alligators, and then we have time travel. So your your list is pretty diverse. I gotta, I gotta keep up here. So my next movie on my list was actually Resident Evil, and I know whole or all in all, this franchise is not very good. Uh, but this first film is, I will say, is my favorite in this franchise. And I think I've just watched this on repeat for, I want to say, like three or four times as well during COVID. And it's because of the subject matter. Like, I love the video games and it deals with a viral outbreak. And I'm pretty sure when people first got into the pandemic, they were expecting something like Resident Evil. <laughs> uh, but instead, they got, you know, just themselves in their pajamas lying around the house all day. Uh, but this movie is is a ride and a half. Uh, the first one is pretty decent, in my opinion. You got Mila Jovovich, uh, you know, uh, man, I, I, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, just a bunch mm-hmm. of on-screen badass women just taking out zombies and, you know, horrific creatures and zombies everywhere. It's it's just exciting. So if uh, if you haven't seen it, of course, watch it. Only this one I recommend. Uh, but yeah, very exciting, very fun ride. And uh, it was very entertaining during the pandemic because, you know, I was living one. So, uh, yeah, that was my number two. That's very fair. And I know you love that video games as well. So I, I, I can see how the movies resonate. I haven't yeah. seen Resident Evil, like the first one, maybe 15 years or something like that. It's been a okay. long time. So it's I, time, man. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll revisit. I'll pay it a revisit. Um. All right, got some zombies in there now. I like it. I like it. So another movie that kept me partially sane in 2020. Borat two. Borat. Wow. 2. Um. That's a new. That's a newer release. I respect it. It is. It is. And, I mean, the timing of the movie alone was definitely calculated. Yeah. By by Sasha, it's it came out you know a few weeks before the 2020 election, which was already incredibly, incredibly stressful in an already stressful year. And this movie somehow, like I, I'm I'm not ready for movies about 2020. Like I'm not ready for that yet. Like I know there's like a death of 2020 movie on Netflix. I haven't finished that yet. It seemed funny, but I can't handle immediate self reflection while we're still kind of in that mentality. I'd rather. Ha- tragedy have some time before i get that comedy equation down but borat 2 somehow broke that mold and was able to encapsulate the bullshit that we've been living in in a very very like sharp comedic way it you know i think the first movie was like america in general this is your self-reflection and these are just ridiculous characters trying to uh, parody a lot of stereotypes that are awful. And this time he really honed in on a lot of the, the worst conservative viewpoints out there, uh, pretty much because, you know, Trump had a chance of being reelected. And, you know, thank, thank, uh, thank Georgia he wasn't. But this movie is fucking hilarious. It just it has the probably I'm not sure what I like more, Borat 1 or 2, but the fucking bits in Borat 2 are just wild. Like, I don't even want to say what they were, but if you've seen the first one, you, you can kind of get an idea. And they play, they even play with the lore of Borat well because the, the meta is they understand that the general population knows Sasha's gimmicks. So Borat himself, I'll spoil this, sometimes had to go in disguise as other people in order to 
pass off that he's so he he's he's deep in the character well in this movie but it's funny it's satirical in all the best ways definitely helped alleviate some of that election stress so even now i'd recommend go checking out borat too on amazon prime in the words of robert downey jr he was a dude playing a dude pretending to be another dude <laughs> yeah it's exactly that it's exactly I w- that i will say this is that is that after watching that I could just imagine you saying that to the COVID virus if it were, you know, sentient. Like, no, 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 you will never get this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes, yes. Although, yeah. you know, then, like, oh, then he gets it. Then he gets it. <laughs> yeah. any day. Oh. oh. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, all right. That was good, man. Uh, I actually haven't seen the second one yet, uh, oh, but that first one's a classic. And psh, yeah, I need a good laugh every now and then, which kind of brings me to my next one. Boom. So it was tough picking between these two. I've seen them equally mm. as much during the Gee. pandemic. I I honestly believe they're the same movie, uh, <laughs> just for different generations. So for Super Bad, it would be for us and our age group of like late 20s, early, or mid to like late 20s. But Book Smart, I feel, is the uh, the Gen Z or the Zoomers version of Super Bad. Uh, and not to put it in a box, because I, I thought it was equally funny. I thought I was able to relate to the characters in both movies just as much. But this was just one of those feel-good movies. Again, I couldn't really go out. I couldn't hang out with my friends. So just watching a, a film about two young ladies and two young men coming of age, just in the pursuit of having a good time and just having these wonderful adventures with one another, just made me feel really uh, really reminiscent of some stuff pre-COVID. And then on top of that, just, you know, I, I was able to travel on that hilarious journey with each of these characters. And it really just allowed me to forget and distract myself uh, from all the stuff going on around us at the time. So very clever movies, both of them. Uh, I'd say super bad, slightly more, I guess, raunchier. But uh, they're both a riot, both wonderfully done movies. So if you have the spare time, check them out. Enough said. Yeah, you know, I I allow this double feature pick because I adore both of those movies so much. You're right. When, yep. when I needed a laugh, it's it was usually out of Superbad, Booksmart, or This Is the End. I just had those on rotation exactly pretty much yeah. throughout the year. So that's a great choice. Great choice. Love Booksmart. Love Superbad. I'm, I'm probably watch that this weekend now. At, at one of those movies are going to be watched again. This Is the End almost made it on this list too. Just funny. That's uh, fair. It's one it's, of those end of the world films again. Yeah, already an honorable mention. You know, give me yeah. something Rogan esque, and I'm I'm probably happy with it. But a good choice, good choice. Yeah. Um, speaking of the end of the world, my next movie is Justice League Doom Apocalypse War. Oh shit, that's a great animated movie. Yeah. So take, this is out of the, the DC animated universe, which is. At this point, almost as extensive as the MCU is, and it's excellent. It and honestly rivals the quality of the MCU. Now, the DC live movies are a different story, but the animated movies are golden. You have Batman Under the Red Hood. You have Flashpoint Paradox. You have a lot of great animated movies, and this was their Avengers Endgame culmination of the I don't know. It's like fifteen plus movies they've had. Yeah in their uh in their circuit and it's excellent it 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 definitely feels like they saw endgame and they felt that influence but in the best way you have major characters dying immediately 
you have a situation where the world is actually ending. Like there's there is an end date to how long the planet will live. People are already living shit lives because they've been living an apocalypse for years. And what what they they culminate to the end of the movie is great. It sets up the potential next slate of movies in an interesting way. Um, a lot of feels. It touched me in a lot of good places. A lot of good places. Mostly just Show them where. Just above actually right below my areola for this one. It was like a little below it to the to the to the right of my left areola specifically. But it felt really good there. Um it features a lot of kind of like side characters in the DC universe that aren't like the main three, like the Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman trio. Like Constantine plays a huge role. In this movie. I was going to say that. I appreciate the shit out of that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of the Justice League dark characters. Um, so it deals with magic and science and this end world and time paradoxes. It's great. So if you're into the DC animated uh, movies at all or you're interested in them, honestly, start from the beginning. Just find all of them. I think they're on HBO Max right now. Uh, it's a great great substitute for all right mcu maybe you already did a binge of that go to the dc animated universe you'll find probably the same level of quality just leak doom apocalypse war check it out exactly and stop with the stigma with animation animated movies i mean at this point i think we can all agree between pixar and the, the listen i love the mcu but when it comes to animated films, DC is by far the best, I think. Yep. Uh, I know they get a bad rep for live action movies, and rightly so, but when it comes to animated stuff, definitely go see that shit. Uh, I saw that film, and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. The, just the way they weave everything into one final story, one final like Thanos-level threat uh, is incredible. So yeah, uh, I completely agree with that recommendation. Uh, good pick, man. Good pick. Uh, and of course, John Constantine. You can't go wrong. For sure. Um, if you did like that, I would recommend you watch uh, Doom Patrol on HBO oh, Max. Yeah, yeah. check that out. Re- really, really good live action depiction of uh, some of the more forgettable heroes heroes of the of the DC universe. But Will speaking do. of heroes, my next film and time travel, so it's appropriate. Wait, gonna do my pause. Oh, it's beautiful. He's beautiful. Look at and him. And that's a thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what's not to say? We've reviewed this film. This was the first movie we ever reviewed here on ATA. Mm. Uh, the culmination, like you said, of, of what, 12, 13 movies of the MCU. Uh, just an incredible ride. It was a great way to escape all of this stuff during the pandemic. And uh, I think one of the the things that really resonated for me on this film, too, was just the way the heroes overcame their tragedy, right? Which is something we, I think, can all relate to with, you know, vaccines coming out and people trying to get back to a semblance of a normal life. I mean, this movie deals exactly with that, um, obviously in a hyperbolic situation. But you have these superheroes who are grieving. They've lost people. Uh, they're down in the dumps. And then they find a way to snatch hope again, uh, much like we have. And they just find a way to pull off the dub at the end, despite some losses. So really feel good movie kind of hits ho- hits close to home as well. Obviously, you know, we can't say any anything more in terms of praise for this film so if you haven't seen avengers endgame what are you what are you doing just you need to just you have the time right during covid watch these films there it's just a beautiful universe uh go check it out 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, nothing else really to be added that you couldn't find in our first ever podcast of ATA. Um, but yeah, the MCU, it's, that's probably been the, the biggest cinema, uh, loss of 2020 is just not getting those MCU films, but, um, Hey, WandaVision it's out. So it's continuing the, the legacy. So check out all the MCU stuff and Endgame. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. I think this is my final, uh, movie in my five movies that kept me sane in 2020 during quarantines. And I love this one. I, I watched this one. I, you know, I think I, I think I, I smoked my, the last of my weed to this movie and it, it fucked me up in a great way. Uh, so this one's on Netflix and this one is David Attenborough, a life on our planet. So it's, I, I haven't seen this one to be honest, highly recommend it. You know, David Attenborough, I was like, he seems like the king of those nature documentaries. He spent his entire life researching animals, planets, climates, just our our planet. And he has a lot of great ones. You know, uh, I think Our Planet is the name of one of the series. But this one, it's it's called A Life on Our Planet, but it does dive into his life on the planet. It, It documents his journey being a documenter of nature and it's beautiful to see him like i never i didn't know this much about david attenborough before seeing this documentary but when he was a young lad he's i think he might be in his 80s right now but his 20s 30s 40s he's he's, he was explorer he's akin to um our favorite uh crocodile uh monitor human uh, crocodile dandy or not crocodile dandy uh <laughs> steve Irwin. yes yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was honestly I was, I was blanking on the name uh yeah. but he's kind of in that same breath of he's been doing this for a long time and not only does it document his own love for our planet but it does what his documentaries usually do it it reflects where we were for example our carbon footprint a hundred years ago versus now and it devastates you with facts that we're that we know are around us and we're we're aware of some of the things but it's it it, it uh, reflects a really really tough mirror to the human species of what the fuck we did to this planet what is doing to the actual animals what is doing to the actual ozone layers and not only just like hey we're we're pretty fucked right now because of what we chose to do but we can still do things like there are really really obvious things that we can implement not only in our day-to-day lives, but as a species as a whole, that'll help the planet out. And I hope these lovable animals that we'll see in our Instagram feed not die out in the next hundred years. And it's shot beautifully. The, the cinematography of his documentaries are always like top of the line. Like they are using the top lenses, these top shots and the yeah. top DPs handling these, uh, these scenes are showing. So beautiful, informative, devastating but hopeful david attenborough's a life on our planet is on netflix now definitely check it out i like it and you actually see a lot of the innovative technology always being used for those kind of big nature projects i know uh what was the one uh deep blue planet or blue planet for the ocean documentary yeah uh those used amazing technology at the time i think that was one of the first documentaries again fact check me on this that utilized 4k camera technology and this was years ago uh, so those are typically way ahead of the game, uh, which just kind of makes you appreciate it that much more, especially from a filmic standpoint. 
Uh, so yeah, that's actually really cool. I'll check that out. You know, that kind of reminds me of the movie. I think it was called The Happening by M. Night Shyamalan, uh, where people just start like killing themselves. I think that was the name of it. But, I've seen uh, that one, but I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I won't spoil it, but it's very closely related to nature and the dynamic that humans share with nature. It kind of reminded me of that, and I could see that being really cool for COVID, but at the same time being kind of demoralizing. Like, man, we fucking suck. We deserve this. Stay our asses inside. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, I'll definitely check that out. So, oh, and interesting. So the, you're telling me in that particular project, the documenter became the documentee? He did. He did in a way, so yeah. Is it is a documentary within a documentary? That's crazy. It's a doc in a doc. Doc squared. Doc squared. All man. right. So this last movie for me, it's gonna be a little controversial, uh, but I will I will explain it. So the last one for me is American Beauty. Now, obviously, there's been a lot of controversy with Kevin Spacey, rightly so. The, he did some monstrous things. And uh, to me, it's always difficult separating the artist from the artist's work uh, because you just hear all these terrible stories of things that happened on set. However, this has always been one of my favorite films. And I think it's not even just because of the acting. I think it's just the overall message of the film that I really enjoy. Uh, It's an absolutely beautiful movie. I think it won at least nominated for Best Picture, if not won it, I think in 1998, 1999. Um, But this is just a beautiful story about a man who wakes up one day and realizes that he absolutely doesn't care about his everyday normal life. He realizes that everything he's done and everything he has uh, has been thinking of doing has been very hollow. And so he's going to start living his his life that day. He's not going to postpone things anymore. He's going to finally be the person he's always wanted to be. And uh, I think for me uh, during the pandemic, it just kind of reminded me of the important things in life because that's one of the subjects that this movie covers is what is inherently beautiful about the human condition and about life in general. And it, it, tep- it does a great job of like separating um, artificial desires and wants from maybe the more important things such as feeling self-fulfilled or accomplished, uh, which are things that everybody wanted to uh, at least reflect on during these pandemic times. So this movie reminded me of that. Uh, it is a wonderful journey. Uh, yes, Kevin Spacey is in it, but nonetheless, I still think it's a beautiful movie with a beautiful message. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. I'm sure it will resonate with you, hopefully. Sure. There's a lot of movies like that during that time, too. You had like American Beauty, The Matrix, Office Space, a lot of just like, hey, working class person, really tired of the working class life. It's not working right. for them. Um, and that's kind of a timeless message. So, yeah, could definitely see how that message resonates during 2020 uh, yep. where we're kind of sick of the norm because <laughs> it's <laughs> shitty for everyone. Right. Uh, but very fair. Very fair. fair. Um, and, yeah, that'll that'll do it for our, our five respective movies that kept us sane partially in 2020. And um, also the debut of ATA on youtube on twitch doing live stuff um right. took us like five different tries to see both of our faces uh so now we have a base it's worth it right now we it can see yeah. both of our faces <laughs> but we'll improve it from here um this this is essentially like season three of ata that's what it feels like at least yeah. so i mean look out for we're going to try to do these weekly so 
ATA yep. Weekly, the Magic Conch Weekly, along with doing weekly streams of us playing a variety of different kind of games. Uh, so look out. You're going to see a lot of these faces for a very long time. I'm sorry exactly. about that, but there's nothing else we can do. We we need to be out here. We need we need to. We, we need, need to be, be all up in your grill. But also keep in mind that just yeah, because we're yeah, doing yeah, the grill. exactly, uh, just because we're doing these video podcasts doesn't mean you won't be able to catch us on all your favorite platforms. Uh, the episodes will still be ripped to audio, so we'll be on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, if there is a name for it, we're probably on it. If not, just let us know in the comment section below. For any other content you can view us on malampictures.com check out our youtube channel please subscribe check us out keep that bell icon lit so you can always get the up-to-date posts that we make we promise we'll be more consistent uh and we love you thank you so much for joining us for our first ever video podcast episode it won't be the last and it'll only get better but until then stay classy peace join us in 2021 for great success Okay, success.